Hello there. Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And today we are talking about S3E1. It happened that night. Oh, hell yeah. That, that night being in quotations for some reason. It happened that night. Season 3, Pretty Little Liars, season premiere. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm probably just about as excited to talk about this episode as we were to talk about season 2 finale. Yeah, yeah, this episode, it really hits the ground running, because they got a, a lot of work to do, because they figured out who A was at the end of the last season, so. Well, to borrow TV terminology from Community, this is basically a repilot in some regards. Some regards, yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of uh, callbacks. Kind of callbacks and parallels, some music from the original pilot, some setups. Uh, the opening scene, it's it's five months later, we get the telecard, and we're looking at that barn again, yep. like. Like the, night, night. like the night alley disappeared, but then the camera pulls back and it's uh, we're inside Spencer's place and Arya's just looking out at the barn because the girls aren't aren't dumb enough to go party in that barn again. It's bad luck. <laughs> They're, so Arya is, you know, wistfully looking out the window. Arya is, mm-hmm. of course, uh, while some Rihanna's playing on the soundtrack. So no more Beyonce. Um, the girls are all just like chilling there on like Spencer's massive fainting couch. <laughs> Which is big enough for all four of them to comfortably like hang out on. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're hanging out, Let's having see. some drinkies. Hey, Hannah, Hannah wants to talk about like what she and Emily did this summer because Spencer and Arya, they 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 did boring things apparently. Arya took a summer photography class that apparently involved uh, beating out a thousand other applicants with both hands. Um. And Spencer took a full load of classes over at Hollis. Like how Arya doesn't even seem like she just kind of brushes off that like she beat out a thousand applicants or some photography class. She's like, this whatever. Is... I like taking pictures of my shoes sometimes. <laughs> like Arya was just like she was doing some Instagram shit before there was an Instagram. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the one thing where like you know Spencer's just like I'm great at everything school related. <laughs> Arya that Arya has that, but just for photography. Yeah, she's like I'm just so creative. Yeah. I beat out a thousand applicants. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, Ari and Hannah have new hairdos, new short hairdos. Hannah basically has her uh, spring breakers hairdo. Yeah. The kind of like, ah, what she's, I, I guess I would describe this as a uh, ScarJo and the Avengers hair, only blonde. Would you say that's an accurate description of the hair? Sure, sure. It's, it's, they're, both these girls basically have shoulder length dudes. Mm-hmm. But, but Hannah's is kind of, uh, it's a little wild. It's a little party girl. Hannah, oh, to, to, to keep the ScarJo thing, Hannah basically has ScarJo's hair in that Lucy trailer. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Um, Ashley Benson as like uh, Black Widow's little sister. I'd love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Emily went to Haiti to build homes. Yeah, and as you mentioned, they're all they're all drinking right now. But Emily, she's really nursing that glass or whatever, and a flask. Yeah, she she busts the flask out to to punch it up. But yeah, so Hannah, apparently, what Hannah accomplished uh, this summer was on a list. So she starts like looking at the things on the list, like cooking class of Caleb did that, volunteer at the animal shelter for pocket dogs. I <laughs> like how they're like that exists, and she's, she's like, like, didn't do that, <laughs> did not do that. Expand her vocabulary. She's effectuating it. Effectuating. I like uh, Arya and Spencer both kind of turn to each other and nod like, oh, very nice, fake girl. Yeah, exactly. 
Isn't she cute where she thinks she's a person? I like how Emily mentioned that she built six houses uh, very, like, sullenly. She's, like, six houses, I guess. And and Hannah's like, one house is a home for, like, 50 people over there because yeah. she's so progressive. Um, Yeah, spoiler alert. Emily is going to be sullen as fuck in this episode. Oh, the whole episode. Yeah. Hannah didn't intern at Vera Wang because she found out that they, wanted, they wouldn't pay her to do it. Which, yeah. And it's like if you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> yeah, so Emily starts to like uh pepper up her beverage of some more from that flask, and Arya's just like, slow down, Emily, these are already pretty boozy. To which Emily says, Maybe for you, you're a pixie. I've gotten really good at this. Pixie Sith Lord. Yeah, I've gotten really good at this. And they're all just like, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um They're like so- Emily, we all, you know, drink from time to time, but we're not, like, drunks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, then, is it just Spencer? Some of the girls get texts, suddenly. Yeah, they get a text, and uh, Spencer reads it out. Says, Show me your boobs, A. <laughs> so, apparently, they've, they've been getting prank texts, uh, and they, it's like, oh, when is this going to stop as soon as we get, become old news? But they won't be becoming old news anytime soon, because Garrett's trial is coming up. That's going to keep him in the news. And if Mona ever starts talking, apparently she's that. in she's in Radley and she's basically catatonic. Yeah. So if Mona ever starts talking, that'll be news too. Yeah. So Spencer eventually reaches over and she takes away Emily's flask. It's because Emily's just getting sloppy, you know. Yeah. yeah. And Spencer's like, ha ha, let's uh, let's you know, calm down here. And Emily gets like all pissy about it. She's like, ah, uh, hey, I thought this was a party. And they're just like, ew, fine. Yeah. So then, you know, they're trying to make light of it. Uh, they propose a toast. Dispenser proposes a toast to making it to senior year. And my, or I'm sorry, and Emily's, <laughs> em, yeah, she's acting like my, Emily's like, not all of us made it. Ugh. And they're just like, eh, all of us who matter made it, Emily. Who cares about Maya? And so then Emily's like to Maya. And there's like, like a 20 second pause before the rest of them are like, be very begrudgingly like to Maya. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I well, don't think I don't think Arya actually says to Maya. I think she just like raises her glass. Yeah. Well, I think that it's unspoken here, but we've learned that uh, Emily got an STD from Maya, which is her fucking buzzkillness. Because mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, she just has mono. <laughs> like for five months. I thought I had mono for like uh, eight months. Turns out I was just dating Maya. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Later, we find out that the girls have passed out. Ari and Hannah, I love that Ari and Hannah in fetal positions oh, they're like up to that fainting couch. They're like almost stacked on top of each other. Yeah. They're like, they're like you know, feet to, or like head to ass, like next to each other. Yeah, it must have been really fun to like block out that just because they're so mm-hmm. tiny. They fit well, so perfectly the, in that. I thing. mean, they're, these are the two, they're, they're the same, they're the same ones, you know, it makes yeah. sense that they would be sleeping together. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Emily and Spencer are gone, but then spent and the doors open. But then Spencer comes down her stairs, and she's like, "Emily's gone." You know, I looked everywhere for her. It's very like parallel to the uh, yeah the the pilot here. So then we we cut over to Emily, who looks like a zombie, and she's standing in a cemetery. Well, because over they, a freshly opened up grave. Freshly yeah. Grave. Well, they've they've called they called Emily's phone, so we cut to the phone ringing. She's just kind of holding the phone in one hand. She's got a shovel in the other hand, and there's a big like grave open, you know, and right in front of her, we see it's Alison De Laurentiis's grave, and 
as we pan down, we see that the coffin is open and it's empty. Oh shit! And Emily's just Emily's kind of like just like catatonic, you know, just like in a daze, like standing there with a shovel over it, mm-hmm. not really comprehending. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's the uh, cold open, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. So come back from the credits, and the girls have found Emily. Presumably, she answered the phone, and they kind of they see what's going on. Empty grave. Allison's body's gone. Emily is like totally out of it. Like she's she, she she's obviously very drunk, um, and obviously too drunk to have dug in the grave. So right. they don't know what's going on. Well, she's like like laying like up against like a tombstone. Mm-hmm. At this point, um, Arya ponders how Emily can't remember anything or how she could still be drunk um and so spencer of course you know what we're all thinking as we see her she's like well i don't think emily dug this grave because she can barely stand also digging a six foot grave that takes a while yeah exactly exactly um but i like that spencer goes right into fucking action and she picks up emily's phone it should be mentioned that emily's kind of dirty like she's she's somewhat covered in dirt so it certainly looks like she's digging something right right then she goes right in action she picks up emily's phone and she starts flipping through it. She asks Emily uh, about a blocked call she got at 11. Emily slurs as she, she thinks she remembers leaving Spencer's house. And the next thing she knew, the liars were calling her and she was here at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So Spencer's even more confused because then she sees, as she scrolls through Emily's phone, that she apparently got a call from her, Spencer, at midnight. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, well, that can't be right. Checks her own phone. And it's like, oh, no, wait. Apparently I did call you. And she immediately is like, this is a setup. Yeah. Well, yeah, so Spencer's like, oh, I was asleep. So somebody was in my house using my phone. Oh, shit. Um, so they hear some, like, um, sticks cracking, you know, over in the distance or whatever. And Spencer's in, in just the like, woods, yeah. Yeah, like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So they, they take off. I like how Arya and Hannah have apparently been assigned the, the job of ditching the shovel. And so they, they're, like, in the woods somewhere. They just, like, throw the shovel down, kick some dirt on it. Or at first they, they wipe it for prints. I like yeah. that they're, they're smart enough to do that now. Arya comes up with that. Yeah. Uh, Arya so and Hannah, just the, you know, teen criminals wiping for prints and then kicking some dirt on the shovel. Well, Arya ponders who would do this to Emily, which is a fair question. Then she ponders who would do this to Allison, which I'm thinking, you know, maybe everybody. <laughs> um, Hannah suggests that it must have been some psycho. And Arya counters with the only twisted psycho that we know is locked up in Radley. And Hannah's eyes are basically just like, thanks for the reminder, bitch. Yeah, that couldn't be her. Uh, we cut over to back to Spencer's house. It's Spencer and Emily there. And Spencer's making Emily like strip down so that, uh, so that uh, they can you know get rid of the clothes. Well, Emily's like, everything? And Spencer's like, everything. You mm-hmm. know, and thus all my fan fiction begins. But, uh, yeah, Spencer's making some coffee, which you know that's going to sober Emily up, because this is Spencer coffee. Yeah. Um, it's basically cocaine. <laughs> exactly. Um, Spencer surmises the only person who benefits from stealing Allison's body is Allison's killer. And they assume that this is Garrett, and they're also putting Maya on Garrett, too. Like, that, that seems to be the story they're going with, is that the Garrett is the, the killer of both Allie and then Maya. Yeah, so, yeah, but, like, so, you know, Spencer has that, that, that brilliant deduction. She's like, the only person that benefits her is Allison's killer. And Emily very weakly, she's like, oh, Maya, too. Yeah. And Spencer's like, yeah, 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 Gerald, rotten hell for that. <laughs> like I care. Yeah. Um. So they, but currently, Garrett is in prison. I yeah. think when, we talked about this, I think, last week's podcast, but uh, when Maya was killed, like, Garrett was out on bail, right? 
Yeah, that's how so. he got he, he got tied into this because I feel like the Rosewood police are like, well, he killed one girl, so he might as well kill the second girl too. Open and shut. Because he got arrested, and then the finale was like a week later. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A week later. But uh, so they surmise that since Garrett is currently in prison, that there must have been somebody working for him or, or what have you, somebody they don't know about yet. Because well, because Jenna Jenna turned Garrett in, so it seems you know out of character for her to help him. Right. And Melissa is in Philly. And as far as I know, not guilty of anything except being in Allie's room the night she died. Well, you get the sense that Spencer is still very defensive of her mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it must be someone else, someone we don't know about, who's connected to Garrett, Spencer says. And then Spencer throws Emily's clothes into the fire. Because that's what a, a good Hastings girl does. She burns the evidence. Yeah. That fire's probably seen a lot of evidence burned in it. Yeah. She's like, I learned it from you, Dad. Yeah. Um... So then we cut back to Ari and Hannah driving. They're they're driving down that one stretch of downtown Rosewood that exists. Hannah's got a, a car here. Yeah, I was going to say, Hannah's finally got herself a car. Got herself some wheels. Looks like a Cadillac, maybe? I don't know, like a, a new Cadillac. Uh, it's a nice car. Mm-hmm. They spot Lucas kind of walking across Main Street there, just looking around, being creepy and like kind of unshaven. It's yeah. like, you know, probably past midnight. Well, he's doing that thing where he's running or like his fingertips are like tucked into his armpits. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like Hannah, like she pulls over the side of the road, suspicious, mm-hmm. has like her and like Aria like ducked down. Well, the but, best like, part is the that. The dash is like shining in their face. The best part is that Hannah's like duck and she ducks and Aria is just like, really? Like Aria doesn't even duck at first. She's just, like, really? I have to duck for this? Well, then, Fine. <laughs> Arya says something, and Hannah's like, shh. And Arya's like, he can't hear us. <laughs> Arya could care less, because, you know, she's A, so she she's like, I'm not ducking for Lucas. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you desperately want to watch these two, like, always doing stakeouts. It'd be mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, so eventually, Arya and Hannah get back to Spencer's, and they find, they walk in, and Spencer's writing something down. Yeah, well, we should and- mention, all Lucas does there is he gets in his car and drives away. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they all, go, all get back to Spencer's house. She's writing something down. Um, so, you know, Ari and Hannah are like, what's up? And Spencer's like, we're leaving. <laughs> we're, yeah. Like, and, and my mom reads this. We're going to the lake house. And when my mom reads this note, she thinks she's going to think that we've been there since this afternoon. Yeah. Leaving a note saying that they, they're, they're going to the lake house for the evening to give themselves an alibi. Um, Emily's dressed up in Spencer's clothes. Yes. <laughs> there needs to be more on the show of the girls having to wear each other's clothes. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, if the theory wasn't like, you know, like doing some solid numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like this is eight minutes into the episode too. Well, and, I mean, some solid numbers. Arya and, and uh, Hannah went off to like do a, a side mission, while yeah. Spencer and Emily handled something. So, well, just in yeah. the couch thing, yeah. But it, so Spencer, what we're talking about, why by the way, is the the idea that Hannah and Emily are not real. Hannah's Arya's imagined self. Emily is Spencer's imagined self. Just in case you're wondering. It's so scary when you, mm-hmm. you actually apply it. Um. Spencer's really, really taken to fixing the situation. So I thought this would be a good time to take a quick divergence and talk about our spinoff idea. Oh, which one? Hastings and Hastings and Hastings and Hastings. <laughs> the law firm. The law firm. It's like the good wife meets Michael Clayton meets the firm starring members of the Hastings clan. I feel like like Veronica Hastings is constantly having to fire interns because like Spencer seduced them. Yeah, yeah. Or they're just drawn into her allure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like compromised their integrity or whatever. But like you figure you got Veronica's like like bringing like the like hardcore criminal cases to the firm. Mm-hmm. Peter's off like representing the Yakuza and like Shin Fine. Uh, 
I don't know what I'm probably like, doing, but it's he's shit. probably re- representing like BP, you know, or yeah, like yeah. Exxon. Yeah, M- Melissa. We know that she's interned at a uh, at a law firm. She's mm-hmm. pre- presumably doesn't have a degree yet because she seems to be keep taking classes, less than graduate classes. But I think her job really consists of like wearing trench coats, meeting people at the docks at midnight, handing envelopes, having really big hair. Well, you know, Melissa. There's a, a lot of talk about how she's like the better you know, the better student than Spencer is. Spencer's all struggling to keep up, but mm-hmm. as far as we know, Melissa just has, like, an undergrad degree, right? Yeah, like as far as we know. Kind of taking her time on that grad school. I mean, I, I want to say it's probably grad graduate school that she's, she's in. She's got to be, what, 24, 25? Well, we're assuming that she's in graduate school. I don't think they've ever actually said that. For all we know. So, for all we know, she's still working on, you know... Realistically, she should be a lawyer by now as a Hastings. Or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But Spencer's but, the one you call when, like, you've hit, like, a hooker on your way home <laughs> and you need it fixed. Yeah. All this is to say, I don't think that would really hold up as an alibi, just writing that you're going to be somewhere else. You'd think, like, traffic cams and things would... Yeah, exactly. Through. The yeah. traffic cam. Like, they stop and get gas somewhere, they're fucked. Camera on, like, a toll bridge or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it works because Spencer says it works. Yes. Um, so we cut to the lake house the next morning. The phone rings. The four liars are already up in the living room. They're all like wearing blankets. Probably never even went to sleep. Yeah. But they, they definitely look like they've been expecting this call. Mm-hmm. So it's Veronica. Has some news for Spencer. It apologizes for waking them up. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how the first thing Spencer says, we don't hear the whole conversation, but Spencer says, she, she asks if there were witnesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when they and right when they, there, Veronica should just be like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> exactly. I, I I guess I could see, you know, like you're probably wondering, like somebody stole, like the news is like, "Hey, somebody stole your dead friend's body," and you're mm-hmm. asking, like, "Did anyone find out who did this or whatever?" Were there witnesses? Did anyone see anyone there that night? Like four girls? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, but when we, it's nice. There's a nice economy of of storytelling here. When they cut over to Veronica in the Hastings kitchen, and she's on her end of the phone call. There's just a nice shot of the news report about Allison's missing body on the TV behind mm-hmm. her. So you really like you don't need a rehash mm-hmm. of the conversation. Well, we're gonna assume that there are no uh, no witnesses, and the, the Spencer tells them that the police had no leads, so it seems like they're in the clear for now. Yeah, the caretaker called in this morning. Place is crawling up reporters. The police have no leads. And Arya's base, like her expre- whole expression is like, "Woo, <laughs> thank God. Well, Emily, Emily apologizes and kind of like, she keeps trying to like keep the blame on herself. Like, this is all my fault, guys, because I'm such drunk. And they're like, no, 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 we don't blame you for being a lush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's just whining and apologizing and moaning. And, um, and Spencer points out that someone took her out there to basically make it look like she took a Allison's body. Yeah. And so Hannah's kind of concluded that last night never happened. And they're got like trying to get their story straight. And Arya's like, Are you sure we shouldn't just come clean now? You yeah. Know? Like, like well, we we could. We still could. You know, it's 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 early going. We haven't lied to anyone yet. Yet. Which I don't I didn't feel like it was necessarily out of character of Arya, but like now I look at everything Arya does is like that's interesting. Like I scratch my chin, you know. But uh, Arya is Frank Underwood. She's mastered the art of uh, reverse psychology on everyone. 
I would love if Arya had a giant ring that she kept like double. She does. She does. She's wearing a massive ring. There are some interesting rings happening mm-hmm. on the girls in this episode. But yeah, like uh, Hannah, I love it. Hannah's just like, she's resolute. Last night never happened. And Arya's like, well, are we sure about that? And they're like, um, shut up, Arya. Well, Hannah points out, you know, that they can't really go to the cops and tell them the truth because they don't know what the truth is. Mm. Um, that holds up. So. What would you do in this situation, though? Because I kind of feel like I can understand why they wouldn't go to the cops here. It, 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 I mean, it I guess they've me. gotten burned in the past. I mean, yeah. I, at this point, I, I suppose I probably wouldn't. But Arya's not necessarily wrong. Like, it, they haven't done anything. They, this they is the moment. They didn't dig up the body. And yeah, this is the moment. If you don't do it now, now you're in. Yeah, yeah. Now you're, now you're, you're definitely bought into this. So Spencer, you know, once she gets the, the temperature of the room that it's, you know, like three to one, she starts laying out the story that they're all going to buy into. They got up to the lake house yesterday afternoon. They roasted some marshmallows. They talked about how much fun senior year is going to be. They went to bed early. Mm-hmm. And Emily kind of finally like agrees and is like, right, like, uh, last night never happened. But Arya still looks very nervous. So, yeah, from there, this is, you know, 10-ish minutes in the episode. Now we're going to do our usual where we split up and talk about the girls individually. And that, of course, always starts with Arya. Of course. Who, she, like, it's a close-up on her face as she wakes up with a gasp. Uh, <gasps> not unlike the start of a Lost episode. Previously. Arya's fucked up head. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting choice. She suddenly, like, wakes up with a gasp. She's uh lying on Ezra's couch, like legs draped over his lap. Yeah. Apparently uh, just had a nightmare. They look like the hippest fucking urban outfitters like poster couple here. Mm-hmm. Um, well the, all the all the girls on this show, like season three, it feels like everyone like they leveled up like uh sexy wise. Like Arya's wearing a little less, she's a little, you know, more intimate with Ezra here. The other girls are all like wearing a little more skimpy, like sexy clothing. Uh, it seems well, like it seems like that was like on the agenda for season three. Yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna definitely talk about that as this episode progresses. But uh, Ezra's like, "Oh, I thought the nightmares were gone," and Arya's just like, "I guess they're back." <laughs> the nightmares where she's a, a different person doing terrible things to her friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Ezra points out you know, that she's safe here. And so he picks up the newspaper and he's like, have you read this? And he relates the story back to her. <laughs> it's just like, let me exposition this. Uh, they're saying the Maya might have had something to Allie's that she hadn't given to Emily yet. And that's what Garrett killed her. Wait, I love that. Like, Arya's like, she wants to, she wants to dispute it point, point, point. Which is, well, no, mm-hmm. she gave it all to Jason. He's like, well, actually, they think she might have kept something. And like, sorry, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. She would have told Emily. And, and he's like, like, well, maybe well, that's, that's what she's on her way to do. And Garrett found her first. Well, he's just like, well, that's not what the paper says here. I really want Arya to just be like, look, I'm A. I know what happened. Yeah. Well, like, so, but prior to that, though, you know, uh, Ezra makes the comment that he's like really glad that she was at Spencer's lake house last night. <laughs> and Arya almost looks a little disgusted. <laughs> it's like she doesn't respect Ezra because he buys into her lies. So Yeah. Easy. It's too easy. Yeah, but so Ezra's like, well, you know, anyways, do you know this is the anniversary of? And Arya's like, yeah, you know, Allison's death. And Ezra's like, what if we made it not about her, but about us? Because it's also our anniversary. Yeah, what if it was like the anniversary of that time we met up in a bar, we hooked up in a bar bathroom, and it was OTP true fucking love at first sight? Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they get all schmoopy. They make plans for dinner that night at the Rosewood Grill. 
And Ezra says that he'll be the guy at the bar reading Ulysses. And there's this great exchange where Arya says, you still haven't finished that book? And Ezra says, no one has. Yeah. Such a writer joke. Well, and, and which is a reader joke, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, just a reminder that Ezra's that asshole sitting at the bar reading Ulysses. Of course he is. <laughs> what a fucking bastard. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he, he like, he wants to recreate the date and, and, and then he, he's like, I seem to remember it kind of went like this, like hoist her ass up on the kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. And they start, they start making out. I noticed a couple things here. Yeah. Arya's got some like royal blue nail polish on, which is, I don't even know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like anything else she's wearing is blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her and Ezra, like, they're making out, but this isn't like sexy making out. It's like rubbing noses making out, you know? It's, it's like a little too cute. Well, there's lots of like loving dissolves to them making out and like like touching and caressing each other. To me, it was just it, it was too cutesy, it was too forced, but it was also just to remind you that they're fucking now. Yeah, but I I don't get like I don't get the vibe from the scene that like when we cut away, they he starts boning her. Like the like the rubbing the noses thing, it was like it was too too high school, you know? It was like it was like young love. I suspect that when Arya and Ezra have sex, it involves a mirror. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're a bunch maybe of dorks. A yeah. So it's they, not they probably did proceed to have sex, but it was completely precious. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They probably like want to save every condom. Yeah. Uh, so it's not the first day of school because it's still the weekend, but it's the like senior like re- reg- registration. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's a lot of people at the school. Yeah, Arya's talking to Spence at this registration day. Uh, she's talking about how whenever she brings up Ezra's name, her dad will pretend not to hear, but his neck gets all red and he looks constipated and it's just like, ha ha ha, my parents. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Bacenter's like, so basically Ezra is Lord Voldemort. Write that one down for later. (laughs) Um, so then Hannah walks up. And they look over and they see Lucas walking. And Spencer's like, hey, Lucas. Uh, and Lucas is all like like, like three-day shadow, of, you know, like uh, scruffiness. He looks, he's, he's like, you know, like dark eyes, like just looking shifty. He just stares back and keeps walking like a creep. And they're like, like a creep. Or he's like, I think he knows something. And Hannah's like, well, he didn't see us that night. And Arya says... It's no coincidence he turns dark after the masquerade ball. <laughs> Lucas turning dark. Dark Lucas. Like, I'm surprised even Arya can say that without cracking up. So, yeah, then this, like, uh, like pseudo-goth, pseudo-hottie walks up and starts talking to Lucas. Um, well, and, and Hannah's, like, Jenna has that effect on people. They think, like, Jenna, like, turned him dark because they saw him talking to Jenna at the masquerade. Yeah. But Jenna's been gone all summer, and, you know, they're still on the lookout for this tall, skinny brunette who could be the Black Swan, and maybe it's this chick talking to Lucas? Who knows? Well, because Hannah says, have you noticed that there's a lot of, like, skinny brunettes who go to the school? And mm-hmm. I feel like Spencer's like, can I get a high five? <laughs> but yeah, Arya name checks Lucas is still all Boo Radley. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of callbacks to the pilot here. <laughs> and none of them have heard from Emily recently. And Arya's like, well, I hope she's okay, or whatever. Yeah, we'll cut, we'll, it's not really a thing here. We'll cut to the, cut to outside the, like, this little cafeteria window thing to that little quad area where Emily's like hugging the brick wall, like staring at the girl's song. Yeah. 
Arya might have as well like rolled her eyes after she said she hopes Emily's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so later Arya is going to the ladies' bathroom. Um, and she goes into the stall and tries to lock the door. Which this this is comical to me. She does that thing where she's like, it's supposed to like just turn left, right, lock, not lock. Well, it, it like keeps turning. Yeah, it keeps spinning. She keeps spinning it like she's you know like doing the safe combination or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna lock anymore. Yeah. And then somebody else comes into the bathroom, and the soundtrack lets us know that, like, something's up, because it's... Like, did you notice that it seemed like they kind of, like, pumped up the score oh, in yeah, this episode? Yeah. Like, well, it it r- reminds me a lot of the Scream soundtrack, that kind of, like, uh, just the style. You know, it's like hor- th- horror movie style soundtrack. A lot of this episode reminded me of things from, like, Scream 2. This is why yeah. I always said that, like, whenever there was questions about a Scream TV show... I've always said that Prelo Liars is your template. Just add in, you know, rather than, you know, the A, you know, you see just the hoodie and the glove or whatever, like actually have a guy in a ghost face mask yeah. or whatever. But, um, yeah, Arya starts to freak out like a little bit before well, she, she sees, starts to see the person. She sees like someone who appears to be like a hooded figure through the, the gap in the stall door and but is calling she out like, hello. Nobody answers. Isn't she like a little freaked out before that though? Like Arya's like paranoid when she takes a shit in public that people are out to get her. Well, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she keeps spinning that lock. <laughs> spin, mm-hmm. spin, spin. Well, and she's calling out. No one's answering. Uh, she can't get the door open because now, now it's apparently locked, but spinning it isn't opening it. And she's like, the, it, it looks like someone's like leaving. Like you see the, you know, the people's feet go the other way. Yeah. Uh, but then like, like some legs come over and stand right in front of her door and Arya starts like screaming for help. And then the door slowly opens and there's no one there. Because uh, basically all this is just like Arya's losing her shit here. Yeah, yeah. So we flashbacks. We cut to Hannah and Spencer kind of like come in and find Arya. Arya's like sitting on the floor of the bathroom up against the wall. There's no way in hell I would ever sit on the floor of the bathroom. I would never, ever. Maybe my own bathroom if I had just been like vomiting profusely for hours. But other than that, an act of Congress could not get me to sit on a public bathroom floor. Well, Arya, she diagnoses herself here suspiciously. She says, I had a panic attack. Hmm. And she thinks she saw A. Yeah, it's very specific, Arya. Yeah, and so Spencer points out that uh, she didn't see A because, you know, Mona's in a straitjacket and in a coma or whatever at Radley. And, oh, no, uh, no H- Hannah's, the one, Hannah's yeah. the one who says, uh, I heard she's practically in a coma over there. Yeah. And, you know, Ar- Arya says, well, if anybody could have pulled this shit off, it's Mona. Because that girl interrupted thing could just be an act to keep her out of jail. Yeah. To which Spencer has the fantastic line of, Bitch crazy! Mona can't hurt us anymore. Bitch crazy. And then Hannah says, Don't worry, Arya. Someday we will all have jubilation. Arya and Spencer straight up LOL at Hannah's vocab. Yeah. That cheers Arya up because uh, Hannah, she's really working the vocabulary. It's like she wants a patter on the head. <laughs> but yeah, so the three of them hug and laugh it off. Like it's the end of a Three's Company episode. Um, so then after after school, Ari and Ella are at home in the Montgomery house, uh, going through some like boxes and shit. Well, Ari is like, Ari's like El- help, helping Ella pack here because as, as we're going to find out in this scene, it uh, seems like things didn't work out and Ella's moving out again. Yeah. Things, things didn't go too well for Ella Rose, which is her maiden name, as we learned in this episode, in Byron Montgomery. So Ella holds up a framed picture of young Arya that apparently Arya gave her for Mother's Day. Because, of course, Arya would give someone 
a picture of Arya as a present. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, then Ella sees the newspaper and she's like, oh, that poor girl can't get any peace. And Arya is just like, mom, please, this is my grief, not yours. Yeah. Can we talk about something else? And then Arya is like, oh, look at this, mom. It's your wedding album. Yeah. Are you sure about this? And Ella's kind of gritting her teeth and it's like, yeah, you know, this is what I want. We, we got married when we were very young and, you know, over time it was just harder to compromise. And, and Arya's like, but this is about me and Ezra, right? Yeah. Like, we're the reason you're breaking up. And Ella's like, well, you know, it wasn't just that. And Arya's like, yeah, but it, it was, it was us. I mean, just so we're clear, I was like the straw that broke you. I win, right? I broke you. Yeah. We're not even exaggerating. Arya's like totally like she's just like desperate to claim the credit here. And Ella's like, Ella's trying push to be, Ella and be like, say it. Ella's trying yes. to be very cool about this divorce and how this is, you know, just gonna be a new, you know, experience of spiritual growth or whatever, and Arya's just like, It's mine. I made this happen. I mean, I just want to point out obviously this is five months later, but mm-hmm. the last time we saw these two together. Arya was like setting off explosions in her parents' marriage and then walking away without looking back. Yeah. Now she would like some fucking credit. Well, then Arya has to. Ah, she, she's such a bitch. She's just <laughs> like, hey, mom, remember how when I was 13, you took me to like this grown up lunch and you promised to let me be myself, whoever that was, you know? Yeah. And you're doing that now. You, by letting me date Ezra, you're letting me be who I want to be. And Ella's just like, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Arya is just a cute, crazy psychopath. Mm-hmm. She's uh, really rubbing it in. Yeah, she, she's so proud that Ella's allowing her to be who she wants to be, which is basically a high school girl with some feather earrings and a boyfriend who's like four to six years older than she is. Yeah, and Ella's like, you know, I'm not crazy about the Ezra thing. What aren't Ar- you hearing about this? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I like how and Arya's like, well, you're, you know, at least you're not like dad who gets all like, you know, red around the neck whenever Ezra comes up and and then Ella brings up the, the whole, like, how the dad gets constipated when that happens thing. Yeah. And I like that Arya's like, oh, my God, you notice that? And Ella is, like, just laughs it off. But, like, Ella should be like, I'm married. I've been married to your father for 20 years. I know all of his tics. Like, you bitch. You know, of course I noticed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a classic Arya, though. Again, like, the... uh that the last episode where they had this that huge fight though, mm-hmm. and Arya's just like, "This is really unfair, Dad. I forgave him after all." And I want Ella just like break a glass and like like hold it in front of Arya's face. It's it's just so Arya to assume that she picked up on this like tick that her dad has, and like, oh wow, I can't believe my mom noticed that. It's like, yeah, she's been living with this guy for a very long time, Arya. She she's probably picked up on all of them. Well, I want Ella to be like, you know, he doesn't just look like that, you know, Arya. Like your dad mm-hmm. literally has not shit. Six weeks. <laughs> what do you think he is right now? He's at the hospital. It's like, honestly, Arya, that's your dad's O face. And then Arya just like crumbles. <laughs> um so later in her room, Arya is standing in front of her full length mirror, checking herself out in the dress that she wore at the start of the pilot. Yeah, it's it's interesting shot because this time it comes in from the left instead of the right. Mm-hmm. Um and she's looking at herself but in the other angle in the mirror but yeah the camera does the thing where it kind of comes in and finds Arya in that dress looking at herself in the mirror but then Ella comes in and is like yeah cops are here they want to talk to you and Arya's like what took you so long well Arya just turns around with this kind of like stone cold look on her face she's just like hmm let's do this 
We placed you in Brooklyn the night of the robbery. Oh, really? I live in Brooklyn, you assholes. Yeah. So let's talk about. Uh, we might as well talk about the police station here. This is mostly an Arya scene. Okay. Uh, some quick cuts of Spencer, Arya, and Hannah both giving the same story to the cops. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not breaking. Outside, the moms are meeting up. Mom summit. Not too happy about this, but Veronica's like, well, apparently it's routine. This is, this is just Veronica, Ellen, Ashley. Yeah. Pam's not, not no there Pam. because Emily didn't get called in. Mm-hmm. But apparently this is just a routine part of the investigation. And then Ella looks over and sees Ezra walking up. And it's like, oh boy. Like, she kind of goes and intercepts me? him before he gets to Ashley and Veronica. Yeah. And she's like, it's great that you're here at all, but... Uh, Arya doesn't need this shit right now. Like, she doesn't need the cops questioning her about you two. Yeah, yeah. And Ezra's like, Ezra is this not is, the mature this is one. A, he, this is a total Arya move right he's here. He's just like, I thought we were past this. That's a, He learned that from Arya. Yeah, yeah. And Ella's just like... I would like, like, not be shocked if like, Ezra has some phrases that were given to him by Arya <laughs> in case he ever encounters her parents in public. <laughs> yeah. If, if you ever encounter my mom in public and she gives you any shit at all, just say, I thought we were past this. Um, so eventually the girls come out of the police station. Uh, Arya like sees her mom and Ezra and she makes a beeline right for them. Yeah. The other, the other girls leave with their moms. Yeah. Arya's fine, you know, after being asked, but she just wants to get out of there. So Ezra is like, well, I'm sure we could still make our reservation or maybe we should do this another time. And Arya's like, I have an idea. Let's have an awkward anniversary dinner together with my mom. Yeah. Yeah, she just turns and to Ella, right, right, just to Ella, and she says, oh, I'm sure we could all use a bite. Yeah. Well, and both Ella and Ezra at this point kind of have this look on their face like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, really? But really, are you? So, more so Ella. Ella, like, she turns her back on Ezra, is staring at, at Arya. Ella's eyes say, you magnificent little shit. Mm-hmm. Well, but then when they head off, Ezra kind of gives Arya that look, like, she's like, man, boner killer. What are you doing, no. girlfriend? No, for only like a fraction of a second, then he looks fucking gleeful. Yeah, it's a, but there's a quick like Jesus, you know, like somebody's not getting a hand job under the table now. Well, maybe he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he's smiling. Uh, so let's talk about Hannah. Yes, please. Um, so we start off with uh hannah's trying on a necklace and we discovered that she's shopping in some shop with ash like in a boutique downtown the music that's playing is the same music that was playing when she was shoplifting in the pilot that like mm-hmm. like international woman of mystery spy music <laughs> exactly like <laughs> like she's gonna put on a trench coat and a hat and go heavy on, on the uh, steel guitar yeah yeah um so ashley holds up a little dress and she asks hannah her opinion on it and hannah's like that would look great on a pregnant woman <laughs> is there something i need to know and ashley's like i need to have sexy get pregnant if you know what i mean and Hannah's just like ew and Ashley's just like like she gives her this look like you had no idea i'm a woman i have needs you know yeah. well Ashley's like when do you become such a prude and hannah's like well when you intimated that you want to have sex you know you're allowed to date you're just not open for business and she's like, uh, that's what you think, Hannah. Well, she's like, cool it, ice it, ice it, cool it. Because just then Spencer and Veronica walk up, having just heard the tail end. And Veronica's like, oh, are you starting a business, Ashley? <laughs> Which Ashley's cat house. Yeah, <laughs> the oldest business. Uh, just a friendly reminder for the sake of context. Ashley is the woman who had to fuck her daughter's proms away. <laughs> probably more than once just about a year ago. So, like, Hannah, I don't want to say Hannah's, like, 
she's not like Arya levels of insensitive, but her memory is short. Yeah, and I call, you're getting late, Hannah. Like, chill out. Your mom, your mom needs some action too. Well, I feel like it's like because Hannah's not planning on shoplifting, and she's done. <laughs> Yeah, close it up. Close up the hangers. Like, the legs there. What what do we think Veronica and Ashley think of each other? Like, Ashley probably just thinks Veronica is, like, the, you know, the rich lawyer in town. I think Veronica likes Ashley, but doesn't forget that she's poor. Yeah. And, you know, Ashley's a single woman. Like, I feel like all the other moms in Rosewood are a little, just a little on guard around Ashley. Well, imagine, yeah, imagine that she kind of freaks them out because not only is she divorced, but she's also hot. Yeah, and she stayed in town and she, she kept the kid. Yeah, I think that's got to like uh, both freak them out and kind of be this oddity to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Ashley and Veronica have a little mini mom summit. This is, you know, obviously it's relatively early in the episode. Ashley says that she was kind of hoping that the little retail therapy would uh, be with the doctor order to help Hannah forget about the news. And Veronica's like, well, there's two dead girls and a missing corpse. So, you know, <laughs> how big is Hannah's closet? Just a regular day in Rosewood. Yeah. Uh, and Ashley, she's like, so Veronica, like Garrett did this, right? Like he dug out the body. And Veronica's like, well, you know, nobody knows this yet, but the judge was going to authorize exhuming the body as part of, like, the prosecution's case. Yeah. So this missing body is now very suspicious. And, yeah. you know, like, like Garrett hired someone to do it. Yeah. So Ashley is immediately, like, says that she's relieved the girls were out of town last night. Uh, Reading the news instead of making it. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. So meanwhile, you know, over on the other side of the boutique, Spencer and Hannah are looking at clothes. And Spencer gets a call from an unknown number that she ignores. And says, but she says it's Toby to Hannah. Yeah. Like she looks at it, ignores it, and then says, oh, it's Toby. Yeah. So Hannah asks how Toby likes the loft. So, oh, yeah, by the way, Toby's now living in a loft. Yeah, for, for reasons we'll get to. Yeah. And Spencer's like, well, I'm liking it because he has to come over to my place to shower because, like, the plumbing's broke. So, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I like the loft. Yeah. Um. So Hannah looks over and spies this terrifying looking woman watching a couple old battle out. axes yeah yeah they're um, being watched by this old you know two old ladies and hannah's just like we're all gonna be those girls aren't we and then she like pulls out her phone she's like i'll take a picture and send it to you yeah and they just kind of like run away and like scared old women well so the, the quick line that comes back to your theory hannah says we're always gonna be those girls who knew allison and spencer almost has an afterthought she's like oh no maya too yeah, they're just like, like, ugh. Like, yeah. she's, like, channeling, like, Emily for a moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, now Maya, too. Uh, well, I like how they've kind of addressed a little bit that these girls are now, like, infamous. Mm-hmm. Like, in town, their status is, like, just pure infamy. Everybody knows these girls now. So, rewinding back a bit, what were you saying was the look on the guy's face when he was in line and fighting? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we're not there yet. Um. So, uh. Spencer mentions that she's, you know, been replaying the events of the night last night over and over again in her head, of, of course, because she's Spencer. Mm-hmm. And she can't go over the fact that somebody was in the house with them last night. So she suggests that they ditch the ditch the moms and go catch a movie or something. But Hannah can't because she has an appointment with Dr. Sullivan. <laughs> Spencer wants to turn off her brain. Yeah. And Spencer's surprised that here that Hannah is like seeing that quack again. Spencer's just like, I need to turn off my amazing, like, diamond-hard, crazy brain for just a moment. Yeah. This amazing computer. 
yeah. that I that I run yeah. like permutation. This quantum machine that I'm running here. But um, Hannah Hannah's got an appointment with therapy, Anne, so she can't do it. But yeah, Spencer wants to Hannah to reaffirm that she's not going to tell her about the new Jenna thing, basically. Um, yeah, the that night, as as we'll refer to it from now on. Yeah, not to be confused with the other that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Hannah actually, you know, they get ready to leave and just as she's about to walk out, Hannah remembers that the necklace is still around her neck. So she takes that off and hands it back to the clerk. Cause she's a good girl now. Yeah, exactly. She, she wasn't the one with the flask. She's not mm-hmm. just like stealing necklaces anymore. So then, um, we cut to like a mental ward, yeah. uh, is a nurse is handing someone a name tag that says rivers on it. Mm-hmm. And this someone's being led by the nurse and through like some locked doors and, you know, bars and shit, in to see a patient. And Nora says there's no change in the patient, but uh, they're sure that uh, she appreciates these visits. And, yeah. You know, we open a door to, like, kind of like a, a cell or room, and it's Mona! She is looking damaged and hot as fuck. Catatonic, hot as hell, yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, hi, I'm just in this plain white thing that I'm working. Yeah, yeah. With artfully disheveled, like, pretty awesome hair. Yeah, like crazy, amazing, like bed hair. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, it's so nice to see Mona. Yeah, seriously. Um, especially after the, the just burning down the house boringness of Emily earlier in this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So Hannah's there in Mona's room. She's oh yeah. We she, should mention the the person who's being re- led in here is Hannah. Hannah. She's not actually seen Doctor Sullivan. It's all yeah. cover. Rivers is Hannah. I love that. It's such a dorky high school thing. Of course, Hannah would uh, take uh, Caleb's name. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Hannah is reading fashion magazines to Mona, and she mentions that you can't like wear a top this summer or whatever that doesn't have like feathers on it. Which I just want to be like, thanks, Arya. That's such a meta joke about our. It's about Arya, but it's also about like the fashion that this show has like helped direct you know like the yeah. whole feathers thing the show kind of takes credit for yeah so yeah you can't find a top this season without feathers um and i feel like there is some like bird symbolism that will come up down the line and peel to you so we can remember that because hannah's just like birds 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 yeah well yeah. and also you know, kind of go back to the previous episode and the nor uh the norman um Bates. you know yeah guy. um and meanwhile mona is just like staring ahead not even acknowledging that Hannah's there. She's like catatonic the whole time. Right, right. And so Hannah goes and she sits on the bed. So she's now directly in front of Mona. And she's, you know, complains to Mona, like, are you just going to stare through me all the time? And she says, basically, you know, it's not easy to, like, come here anymore. Yeah, I've been lying to everyone about this. And after last night, and then she stops. And she's like, you know, I just want you to know I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for me. Right, right. And she wants she wants to know why what she did to make Mona hate her so much. And great acting by uh, Janelle Parrish here. She just continues to stare like straight through Hannah, like just does not acknowledge that that anything is being said to her at all. She does in a way where it's not like dead eyed, but mm. it is absent. It's like warm, warmly absent. Yeah, but it's uh, Mona, so you're always suspicious. And always enthralled. Um, yeah, so then Hannah walks out of the room and runs into, oh shit, Ren. Well, and the, the angle's interesting as, as Hannah walks out because she leaves the door to, to Mona's room open and, and Mona's just in the background sitting on her bed, kind of still staring. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then she runs into Ren 
And Ren, like, Hannah's just like, oh no, I'm, you know, Miss Rivers. You must have me confused with somebody else. And yeah. Ren's just like, because the nurse is watching them, and, and Ren's just like, your resemblance to an old friend is uncanny. Yeah, she looks just like this blonde girl who was friends with this other girl who, like, kind of cocked them for a while. Mm-hmm. And was friends with the patient who was in there who once tried to kill them all. Anyway, um, so Hannah whispers to Hannah, you know, like, the they doesn't need to turn her in. Yeah, and he keep, asks, keep this a secret. He asks her what she's doing here. And she's like, well, what are you doing here? And Ren's like, well, I volunteer here a few days a month. Quid pro quo. And Hannah says, what? Yeah. And he's like, this is where you tell me something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Hannah says that basically she's, she's, she feels like she's owed some answers and she needs it to make sense. Yeah. And Ren's just like, I, you're, you're rarely going to get him. He says, trust me. I spent a lifetime trying. Uh, so Ren's got some experience with mental illness, which just big fat. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we look back behind us, Hannah again, and that bed that Mono's on is now empty. And the camera kind of zooms in on the crack in the door between the, you know, like you know where the hinges. Well, no, it's 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 because Hannah says something like she may not come back here anymore because it doesn't seem like Mono even knows that she's here. Mm-hmm. And Ren's just like, oh, really? And he kind of pulls her away. And that's when we glance through the open door. We see that Mona's moved from the bed and she's, you know, there behind the door, like looking through the crack. Yeah, it's spying on them, looking terrifying. Uh, you, you just see her, like her eye, but there's like a malevolence there. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's interesting that it, it's right as Hannah basically says that she may not come back anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, now we have that kind of that senior registration day. Hannah and Caleb are walking around making like cooking plans because they took this cooking class together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She can't make it to the store of him because she has an appointment with Dr. Sullivan. Um, so Caleb says he's going to go to the store for her so that they can make Dong Po. Dong Po. And he likes hearing Hannah say Dong Po. He's like, say it again. Yeah. But she gives him the shopping list and he takes off. And I just wrote down in my notes, like, what a fun, sexy time for them. Yeah. And so he, he makes her say it again before he agrees to go shopping. Because she's going to bail on him to go see therapy Anne again. Mm-hmm. And so Hannah Hannah does the thing where she gets right up in his ear and she's like, Don Poe. Yeah. Yeah. Boner. Uh, yeah, exploosh. Um, you know, so- I, I forgot to mention it earlier. Um, we're, we're not going to come back to registration again because we talked about it with Arya. But that, the scene with, that you mentioned was when it was Arya, Spencer, and Hannah all waiting in line at registration. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's in front of them at the table... He has this super tense look on his face. This is what we're talking about, like the reputation of these girls. Like we're thinking, like this guy's probably thinking, like, "Oh shit, they're right behind me." <laughs> yeah, he just wants to get his books and his classes and get the fuck away from these girls. Because mm-hmm. for all, I feel like for all anyone Rosewood knows, these girls are witches. Yeah, like, this is the craft. Um, so like later we're in Hannah's kitchen, Hannah's like chopping up some broccoli with Caleb, and he's Dong like, "Po." Yeah, he's like rubbing her shoulders, asking her how how her visit with the shrink was. And he asks her if they ever, if she ever talks about us with the shrink. And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, how could you not talk about us? We're intimate. And so there's some banter there. Hannah makes fun of him for What a intimate. fun, sexy time for them. Mm-hmm. Making Dong Po. Yeah. Talking about what they talked about with Therapy Ann. And then so- Hannah gets a phone call from an RS, mm-hmm. which uh, I think we can put together means Radley Sanitarium. But she lies and says that it's Spencer and like goes into the other room to talk. Uh, and so of course it's Ren. Yeah. I like Ren. Like when, when Ren and Mona show up, I just get happy. 
Yeah, she asks how he got this number, and he says that he, he, he took a chance or took a chance to look at a Miss Rivers emergency contact. And I believe he says the name was Harvey Marin. Or like Harva or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah which he which he just assumed was, you know, Hannah Marin. Mm-hmm. Uh like uh, Hannah says, Is something wrong with Mona? And Ren says, Other than the obvious. Yeah, beyond the obvious. And Hannah's like, Is that Brit humor? Because it's not funny. Yes, it is, Hannah. It's very funny. Uh Ren is a little bit dry. Um, <laughs> so Ren tells her that Mona's making progress and that, uh, Mona's doctor thinks that Hannah's visits are helping. So Hannah's like, well, what kind of progress? And Ren's like, well, why don't you stop by for tomorrow and see for yourself? Well, I feel like it's worth pointing out here that like these phone calls from Ren, like he's not like, uh, very official or anything. Like he's very like keeping it loose. You know, he's just like, sorry, that's just my dry sense of humor. Uh, almost flirtatious. Yeah. Well, he he mentions that like you know he's not like he mentions Mona's doctor, which mm-hmm. he clearly is not because he's just volunteering there a few days a month. But yeah, he's basically asking like Hannah out to a date, <laughs> and also there'll be this catatonic or this you know catatonic girl in the corner. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's not uh, keeping it professional at all. That's that's how Ren operates. That's not yeah. That's not Ren's move. <laughs> I don't really understand how Ren like graduated any kind of medical school. Um, I think it's the accent. Quite possibly. Um, <laughs> then Caleb comes in and Hannah, you know, like keeps up the, the ruse and she's like, Spencer, I don't want to eat raw veggies if we're hanging out in bikinis all day, but chips and salsa sound great. And Ren's like, pardon? Well, and then, yeah. So Hannah hangs up on him, but then Ren for a second, he's kind of like, hello. But then he's just like, he has kind of like weird Ren smile. As he Satisfied hangs up the phone. pervert is what he looks Oh, yeah. He's like ecstatic, it seems like. And so Hannah bounces off. Well, it's like he has like a weird little secret with Hannah now. Yeah. Hannah bounces off to uh, like continue her cooking date with Caleb and Pot. Dong get, Po. Get more intimate. Well, get, like. Get Dong Poed. So when they talk about it in the future, like obviously, like uh, Toby was the carpenter to Ren. What mm-hmm. is Ren going to refer to Caleb as? Like the hacker? The hacker? Uh, so yeah, next so, time we see Hannah, she's back at Radley talking to Mona again. She's wearing like a tube top here, so that was interesting. A lot, of, a lot of skin in this episode. Yeah, a lot of skin in this game. Um, Hannah is mentioning to Mona that she's been visiting her for a few weeks now, and she asks Mona, "Remembers the cute doctor from the hospital, the one who's engaged to Spencer's sister?" And then she's like, she catches herself, and she's like, "Of course you do. You're, You're a." a. <laughs> But yeah, the, apparently Mona, they had her on a lot of meds, so she may not remember that Hannah had been visiting her. Um, but presumably now she's off the meds? I don't know. Or something. Mona like does that. look a little bit different in this scene. A little bit more alert. Yeah, she looks a little more live. She's a little more glowing. Um, mm-hmm. So Hannah mentions that, that Ren you know, said that he thinks that her visitors were helping. And so she asks Mona if she wants her to keep coming back. And Mona's eyes kind of move around and she... she she turns her head. And finally. She, like, you feel like you, like, let out, like, a breath when Mona finally turns and acknowledges yeah, yeah, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't realize you were holding your breath all this time. And Mona appears to look over at Hannah and she smiles. It's the creepiest smile. Like, it's also lovely, though. It's it's a lovely smile, but it's, it's full of, like, like, lust and malevolence. Well, Hannah is happy for a moment because she thinks that Mona's smiling at her. And then we see from Mona's perspective. Well, because it's it kind of, Mona's kind of looking at her, but maybe kind of looking over Hannah's shoulder. Right. And then we kind of 
come around and see like what Mona's seeing here. And Mona's apparently hallucinating Allie behind uh, Hannah in the chair. Allison uh, with blonde hair in it, the Vivian Dark Bloom red coat. Reading Lolita. Yeah. And like in slow motion as her like her hair kind of flows. And like smiling back. Yeah, it's, it's a super creepy shot. And then, like Allison's never looked more like weird and evil. More like uh like the sex bot from Austin Powers, like mm-hmm. artificial. Yeah. She's not real. Um so it takes a moment and Hannah realizes that Mona's actually looking past her at something slash nothing. So she the looks back chair. and there's just an empty chair there. And, Which, and Mona's it like, it, it dawns on Hannah that Mona's like fucking psychotic. Well, well, I thought it was especially interesting too, because yeah, I mean, obviously that's the very little take. Like Hannah realizes very quickly there that, that Mona's nuts. You know, whatever she's, whatever she's looking at, it's not there. She's nuts. But I do like that it was the empty chair that just because both Hannah and Mona now have that moment with the empty chair that symbolizes mm-hmm. like an Allison yeah, yeah, know, good point. figment of their imagination. Um, yeah. So we've talked about Hannah and Arya and it's been wonderful. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Cause now we're going to talk about fucking Emily. Well, before we get there, let's, let's contemplate that idea that Mona is hallucinating Allie right now. Why? Like yeah. hallucinating Why? Allie at her most, uh, glowing, glowing and, and fearsome at the yeah. top of her game. Because presumably, as far as we know, Mona hated Allison. Yeah, but I mean... But she Mona, was drawn to her in a very nuanced way. Well, and Mona's sort of in love with Hannah, it seems. And Hannah is basically like Allison 2.0, like yeah, look, looks-wise. Yeah, she wanted yeah. to be Allie. And she kind of became Allie after Allie disappeared. So, yeah, like, is Mona, is she in love with Hannah by default because she was in love with Allison? I mean, it's, it's very tricky because there's always been this weird adoration of Hannah, but also, like, I, I, we were talking about it at the time and, you know, when we were first watching it, the cupcake thing mm-hmm. was so personal, it felt like. Yeah, if only somebody, schemes. only somebody who had his, like, his weird conflicted feelings as Mona did about Hannah would make Hannah do something like that. I mean, you really, you know, you only hurt the one you love. Mm-hmm. But it makes you wonder, like, did Mona latch on to Hannah just because they rebuilt themselves at the same time in these moments of crisis, you know, well, it's, in the it, record together? Or is it because Hannah rebuilt herself into Allison 2.0? Well, it's almost like Mona helped Hannah rebuild herself into Allison. It's the end of Vertigo, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that I can creepy, talk about that all. creepy smile of Mona's. I would love to talk about that for like another It track. was almost... Rather than talking about Emily. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a little bit innocent at the same time that it was like, you know, lustful and, and it, it, was, it was like so many different emotions at once in that smile. Yeah. Yeah. All the magnificent. Mm-hmm. And then there's Emily. Wow. Emily's, uh, she's Apparently, like, unpacking her shit, because she just got home from, like, Haiti, yeah. where she's building houses recently. She, she finds the red scarf that Maya gave her back in, like, S1-E3. And she wraps it around a photo of her and Maya. It was S1-E4. But, yeah, she 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 kind of, you know, looks at the scarf and, like, mopes and, like, brings it over to a photo that's framed of her and Maya and wraps it around that photo and, photo and mopes some more. Just looking sad at everything. Pam shows up, and you're actually glad. You know, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Fucking imagine that. Yeah. Um, Pam says there was a reporter at the door who started asking questions again because they feel like it's time now with the dead body being stolen. It's okay for reporters to knock on the door and ask questions again. Um, but Pam, you know, sent this guy packing. 
Yeah, Pan's she's so glad that Emily made a difference this summer building houses in Haiti. And Emily's like, well, it was easier to do than stay here. Yeah, it was easier to pound nails in Haiti than stay in Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so Pam attempts to give Emily kind of like the grief talk here. Yeah. Uh, talking about, she says grandma, which either Pam's talking about her grandma, but I think Pam might actually be talking about her mother, like Emily's grandma. You're talking about when grandma died. Yeah. I don't know. How, how did you read that? Uh, I think she's talking about, I think Pam is talking about her mom because. Yeah, that's what I, that's what That's I how read. parents tend to refer to. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know, she says that, you know, time really does help and shit does stop hurting after a while. And with her mom, at least, and Emily is by like NBD, drop it. I don't want to talk about Emily's it. Emily's just like, you know, like, I'm okay. And clearly she's not. Yeah, she's clearly a wreck. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of the few times that Pam's ever had anything worthwhile to say. So, of course, Emily's not going to pay attention to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so later we're at the brew, which is the new hangout outside of school in Spencer's kitchen. It's like a coffee shop. It's, is it, am I remembering? Is it not called the rear window brew? Rear window cafe? I, I don't know. I, I think it's the, we, brew. we see the outside eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to say it's the rear window brew for short, the brew. Mm-hmm. Um, You've never seen this location before, but you're going to see it a lot. Now. Well, and this location is below the loft that Toby's working on. And there's a weird thing where, like, it's one of those buildings where it has, like, indoor hallways to different... Um, it's like a downtown type of thing where yeah. it's a street-level, you know, storefront thing. And then there's, like, you know, residential apartments or whatever up above. But there's, like, indoor hallways. Like, because Toby comes down these stairs indoors and then walks through a door into the brew. Spoiler, we will discover that there is also an exterior stairwell up to the loft yeah. But yeah there's also an indoor stairwell um with like cutouts so you see toby coming downstairs from his loft he's excited to see someone it reminds me of seattle how like they have a lot of uh indoor hallways and whatnot because it rains there yeah yeah i can see that um yeah that someone that toby is excited to see is emily uh well, it's a weird shot the way he comes down the stairs and like he looks through the window even though he's inside but he's looking through the window into the like the this store this brew uh, and he sees someone, and he like comes in, and it's Emily. Yeah, and they hug. She looks great. Yeah, and Emily's like, "Well, I'm sorry for dragging you away from Spencer." And well, to- <laughs> she's like, "You look happy." And he's like, "I am, or I know, or something <laughs> like that." Yeah. Oh, and Toby's just like, "No, it's okay. I'm allowed to be your friend right now because Spencer has a test to study for." Yeah, yeah. Remember how we used to be friends, Emily? Yeah. Spencer, Spencer kicked me back to you to keep me warm while she's doing real shit. Um. He's just like, yep, Spencer has a test. You know how Spencer is. Um, in this scene, Keegan Allen does some very weird hand gestures. Yeah. A lot, a lot of crazy choices. Well, he does, when he says that Spencer needs to study, he holds both fingers up and kind of like points them forward yeah. for some reason. Like, she needs to study. Like, well, what? I feel like, yeah, like Keegan Allen like took an acting class for the first time over the summer and the teacher was like, you have hands. Use them. Just and, keep pointing at shit, you yeah, know? Just go, go just the side of jazz hands. Um, so some waitress brings like a, a cup of tea or coffee and sets it down in front of him. And he's just like, thanks, Angie. Um, well, so what's going is, on there? Like he didn't order that. Is well, he a regular, I guess? Because he lives there. I mean, so on one hand, is this the Toby who's like found a way to belong in the world? Because yeah, whatever. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, what if that waitress is like, that's not my name, asshole. <laughs> Or maybe he's having a secret affair. I don't know. I, I thought that was a weird thing to add in that like somebody instantly just serves him coffee and he's like, thanks, Angie. 
Oh, it's like it's like in the five months since we last saw Toby, uh, not everybody hates this weird creep. He's no longer Boo Riley. He no longer like he's doing something to the hair there. Like it's kind of spiky, and he's got a like a form fitting shirt on. Like suddenly he's like the hunky guy. Well, as we pointed out, he's he's cut his hair shorter, but it's also somehow bigger. It's like spiky, yeah, yeah, it's like, like angel be, hair. It might be filled with like weird secrets. Um, mm-hmm. Emily asks when he moved in upstairs, and he said that he started the remodel a few weeks ago, so he gets to live there while he does the work, and it feels really good to be out on his own. Toby Cavanaugh, teen contractor. Yeah, which I was, I'm kind of wondering though, like, there's no shower. The shower doesn't work. Is there a toilet? Well, it's like plumbing. Toby, he probably like, comes down to the brew to, to you know, do his hours? business. Seemingly, I don't I mean, know. Is there like a like a toilet out there that's not hooked up, and he's just like putting a bag in the bowl, like pooping in that, and then throwing it out the window? Those, those poor customers at the the brew, they're like, "Come on, man, I drink a lot of coffee," and they're like, "Sorry, Toby's in there." Toby just comes downstairs <laughs> like a newspaper whistling. Toby's got his morning constitutional in there. He's, he's a teen contractor. He's he's living for free and being paid to remodel the loft upstairs, which, uh, spoiler, he'll be doing that for a while. Yeah, Apparently least, there's a lot of remodeling going on. Audience, uh, which just might be Trish, hi. I leave it to you. On one hand, you've got the Toby teen contractor spinoff. On the other hand, you've got Hastings and Hastings and Hastings and Hastings. You Toby the teen contractor who's pooping in a bag, apparently, <laughs> at night. I want there to be something where like, the dumpster is right outside the window, so he just like tosses it out the window and this bag of poop just falls anyway that's what people see and they look out the window of the brew um well so you know a year ago toby was boo radley you know people are people are crossing the street to get away from this guy now they're hiring him to remodel their loft which i guess garrett's in in jail so maybe they gave him a, a pass yeah i guess i don't know um toby's like it feels good to be out on my own uh he hasn't talked to jenna since jenna left town so apparently jenna left town yeah, yeah, so is Emily said, okay? And Emily's just like, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I am. Which ugh. so <laughs> then, then there's the most curious. Like, like this is the <laughs> moment you really want to talk to an actor about their choices. Do you want to handle this? Toby's. He's like, you know, it's all over the news, and he says, "What kind of sick person would do something like this?" And when he says "sick person," he he does the two finger pointing again, but at his own temples. Yeah. Like it's such a. I, you, I, obviously, you, you have to watch it to really truly appreciate it. But he's like, "What kind of sick person?" As he like points at his own temples as he says the word "sick." It's so weird. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. The emphasis on the word "sick" is perfectly timed with the weird point. There. Well, it's it's like they're trying to make him more of like a bro, maybe. I don't know. Like we've never seen Toby do something like this before. Now he's he's he's, he's, he's much more like confident and animated. You know. Yeah, he's like straddling the line between like being like a bro who can actually walk around in society. And being like Emily's gay best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily says that you know, there's something she needs to talk to Toby about. Like dot, dot, dot. We go to commercial break. We come back. We're still at the brew. Still talking to Toby. And she basically says that she's spent the whole summer being angry and drinking. Being a drunken lush all summer. Yeah. Um, she's so been she was, so angry at everything. Yeah. She was so wasted at this one party that she doesn't even remember being there. Well, Toby says, uh, you know, he's he's trying to commiserate. He says, I can't imagine losing somebody that way. And I'm like, except your mom who died, Toby. Do you remember that? Well, maybe yeah. maybe you can't imagine losing someone. Toby, who lost his mom, he was suspect number one in a girl's like well publicized death for a while. 
He almost violently lost his girlfriend who had dumped him previously. He was raped by his stepsister <laughs> for an extended period of time. Yeah, Toby he's, knows he's nothing. pooping in a bag because <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's a teen contractor. Toby's like, honestly, Emily, you already like once your first girlfriend dies, the the second and third ones after that, it's exactly. it, it watches right over you. Exactly. You know, it's like a second divorce. It's actually kind of a relief when mm-hmm. they're gone. If you don't mind, are you going to use that bag? Because I have to poop later. Yeah, can you give me some napkins? <laughs> um, he does ask her, when she mentions this party that she doesn't remember anything at, he's just like, you don't remember anything? Well, I, I like that Emily, she's talking about getting blackout drunk at a party. Yeah. She's talking about, you know, that night. That night. Um, and not being able to remember anything. She feels like she let her friends down. Because uh, her friends, they're like family, and Toby's like, "That's what's great about friends. They're not family. They don't try to rape you." Well, he's he's trying to cheer her up, and he says, you know, "She's like, you know, my friends are like my family, so I hate letting them down." And he's like, well, "That's the great thing about friends. They're not family. They accept you for who you are." And I really felt like that. That's terrible, Toby. It's because your family is so fucking <laughs> like the worst. Because he's basically saying it's okay to suck. You know, at least you weren't like raped by your family. Yeah, well, you know, you make your own family and all that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he's implying that your family won't accept you, which well, I Toby, guess, Toby, I mean, where his family comes from. Yeah, which has <laughs> got to be like one half the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's basically saying it's okay to suck, which I guess Toby would know quite a lot about. I, I don't know if it's necessarily okay to suck, but he's just like, it, it, like everybody in this episode has to tell Emily, like, shut up, we don't blame you, stop being so mopey, you know. Well, also dishing it aside of really you're feeling kind of bad because my life is great <laughs> i totally can't understand what you're going through i mean my mom died but that's nothing compared to this girl you barely dated exactly that you maybe spent a what we, what we got, comprehensively like you spent maybe five or six days with total <laughs> over the course of maybe five months yeah yeah so um, the ne- next day emily's out jogging and she's Stots when she sees kind of like it's an old convertible Mustang with the top up parked on the street. Yeah. And this suddenly she has like flashback to being inside an old convertible, uh, seemingly like in the backseat kind of is where her like point of view is. And the top yeah. is opening up and she's looking up at the stars because it's at night as the top opens. It was a very weird shot. At first, I thought it was like she was in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that, yeah, she's in the back of the convertible as the, the top is coming off. And then she gets a text from an unknown number that just says, I bet you remember me. Yeah. Not signed day, just I bet you remember me. And then she looks up and that car is driving away, the Mustang. Yeah. And now it's time for Spencer. Yes. Uh, so this is right after the uh, the shopping trip with Spencer and Hannah. We're in Spencer's room. Toby and Spencer walk in. Toby is in just a towel and apologizes for having to come over that he'll get the plumbing yeah. fixed in the loft by the end of the week. Abs full on display. And Spencer's just like, it's no rush. Really. No rush at all. Sploosh. Yeah, it's full on sploosh. And the thing about Toby's abs is this is probably the only worthwhile thing he has to contribute to society. Yeah, if you got it, you flaunt it, you know? I guess. Full on, like, male gaze from Spencer. She's just, like, walking her eyes up and down his body. Yeah. I, I love that they they keep going there with Spencer. Like, she, yeah. Spencer is the guy. Yeah, Spencer has no problem objectifying men. Mm-hmm. And him. it's it's mentioned that the parents are at, out right now, and Spencer's making some sexy eyes. 
And there's some sexy talk. There's some making out. Well, there's like a good line. And Toby's just like, you know, that's my shirt. And Spencer's like, and you're never getting it back. Which so I feel like Toby missed an opportunity. He should have said, I, I want it back right now. Or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, nah, when a girl takes her shirt, you're not getting it back. I don't think he wants it back. I just think he wants it off. But he doesn't want it off. Because Spencer is just like, I know I'm the one who wanted to wait, but I'm forgetting why. And Toby's like, yeah, oh, you remember later. Well, they're making out, and Spencer's like, I don't know why I, I, I wanted to wait. And Toby's like, he stops her, and he's like, yeah, but y- you'll remember later. And it faces like, down girl. You know, like, yeah. he literally spent, spins Spencer around to face the other direction so she can, like, cool off. Well, he puts his clothes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing they included that line, that sexy line about, oh, your parents don't out. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, it dawned on me that he's actually, like, getting naked and getting dressed in her room with the door open. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a great time for like Veronica or Melissa or Peter or all three to walk in. Veronica's just like, God damn it, Spencer. <laughs> Not again. Um, so she gets another call. She doesn't even look at it. the phones, like on the bed, flip down. You get it's, the sense. It's that another it's, unknown number yeah, call. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he tells her that he's glad that she decided to go to that lake house yesterday. And Spencer's just like, yeah, I don't really want to talk mm-hmm. about that. So he's like, well, I'll call you later. And they kiss. And Toby well, but Toby has a weird line here. He's like, I can't imagine what getting that call from your mom must have been like. It's, I don't know. It's a little weird line. Weird thing to say. Well, so she says, you know, we just did the Emily sequence where yeah. he said it's well, this was the before same that, but yeah. 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 But I mean, that's all. I'd say Toby's only into a conversation. Mm-hmm. He's really it's, like fishing for some kind of reaction from these girls. But and Spencer doesn't want to talk, and so she I, just lies and is like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, it's terrible." I love the way they put this episode together, though, like with the recurring thing of that unknown phone call, but also mm-hmm. that all of the important people slash significant others like are so Being lied thankful to. <laughs> yeah. that the girls went to the lake house the night before, and then the girls are just like, uh, yeah. "Change the subject." So they're so pretty and little, but they're liars. Um, so after school, you know, in the kitchen, Spencer's looking at designs of the, the black swan costume on her laptop. Um, and Veronica comes in, she's kind of dressed up and she says, are you sure you don't want to come? Well, as soon as Veronica comes in, Spencer like slams her laptop shut. Right. Um, and yeah, Veronica comes in, uh, another unknown call comes in, Spencer ignores it. And Spencer's basically like, no, I have to study for this one last test for my like college course load. Uh, and so she, she can't go out on like the girls night out with Veronica and Melissa. And Veronica has an, an interesting line where she's like, Oh, it'll be like old times before your sister dot, dot, dot. And it's like, Oh, what happened to Melissa? And Spencer says that Melissa is a Hastings and we, we, we Hastings bounce back like super balls. Exactly. So w- what's up with Melissa? We don't know yet. Uh, but, Veronica leaves, and as soon as she does, Spencer starts packing up her laptop bag, and she's going to take off somewhere. She's going off on a Spencer mission. Mm-hmm. We find her then. She's sitting in her car outside the Lost Woods Resort. Well, we don't see at first that she's outside Lost Woods. We just see her. She's in her car. It's night. She's waiting. It's like she's like making a decision. Then yeah. finally, she gets out, and she's at the Lost Woods Resort, which is now abandoned. Like the part of the neon is still lit up, but not all of it for the sign. There's, There's a, a for, sale, for sign. sale sign. It looks all abandoned, boarded up. Yeah, she hears a noise out there in the brush, but she keeps on walking. Um, she we get goes, some we get some POV shots here, so it really does seem like we're supposed to intimate that somebody actually is watching, and it's not just with, like their visual style here. Like, well, it's it's always interesting because you never really know. You never really know, but it yeah. seems pretty explicit here. 
Yeah. So she goes into the room that was Mona's lair. Yeah. It goes into room two. It's bare now. Uh, there's just one of those like light bulbs hanging in the center of the room. There's a desk and a chair. But other than that, it's completely bare. Spencer lays out her laptop. Well, and the desk and the chair are in the middle of the room. Right. Which right. is kind of weird. Like right under the bulb. Yeah. Spencer lays out her laptop and she's just like about to go right to work. Well, it's interesting that all the A stuff is gone, but the room still feels very creepy. You know, and like there's full pans around all the walls to, to show us that this is the same place. Just like sands all the creepy A shit. Yeah. So later, Spencer's, she's still in the room. She's doing some hard thinking about something in front of the computer. Then she gets another one of those unknown calls. And this time she answers it. It says, I'm listening. But as she was doing that hard thinking, she, she, before she gets a call, she turns and types something in on her laptop. Like she, yeah. she finally thought of something. Yeah. Like she's been working out some kind of like great, like permutation of an equation mm. or something in her head. Yeah. Spencer um, says, I'm listening. And, we're we're seeing this like a POV outside looking through a window, so perhaps someone is watching this as well. This is how I want to answer the phone from now on. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we cut to we see Garrett, Officer Garrett Reynolds, no longer an officer of the law. He is in an orange prison jumpsuit. And he's uh, sitting down behind the glass to talk to somebody, and he says, it "Could have been you behind this glass. Police are so close to pinning the murder of Allison on you. You know." And we cut and we see he's talking to Spencer. He's like, yeah, sorry I had to keep calling you like that. So we found out that Garrett obviously is the unknown caller. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting that they, he's like, is he telling the truth? Were they really close to pending on Spence? Because as you know, my theory has always been that Spencer's the killer. Well, maybe he's saying that like as an inside witness to the whole process. But also it kind of seemed like Garrett's job mm-hmm. on the cops was yeah. to get Spencer, you know, you know, pinned for this crime. Um, he says there that he knows what she thinks of him, but he swears that he didn't do it, that all the evidence against him is bogus. Yeah. And, uh, Maya's brought up briefly here. Um, he's like, who? Well, cause Garrett says, you know, there's a lot you don't know about some of it you don't want to. And he starts complaining about like how he's going to get a fair trial in this town because everyone thinks he's guilty. And he's just like, I don't know anything about Maya, but I might know who killed Allie. He's like, basically, I don't care about Maya. Uh, obviously, I didn't kill her, but I mean, echoing have... the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, he what what he wants is he wants Spencer to get Veronica to represent him because she's the best in the state. Yeah, Hastings and Hastings and Hastings and Hastings. And Spencer's Hashtag. just like no. Yeah, and he says that you know he's like you and your friends aren't safe, and Spencer thinks he's just trying to scare her, and uh, she's, he's, she's doing the full on walkout. Yeah, she's getting up to leave, and he's just like, it's not over. I know who took the body, as he's getting like hauled away by the cops. Yeah, he's getting hauled away by the guard, and he's like yelling this. Mm-hmm. And Spencer's like, what? But like at the same time, I feel like the guard should have been like, what? <laughs> yeah. Should I report this to somebody? Nah. No, I'll just drag you back to yourself for more beatings and rapings. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a county jail. It's not like prison. So guys like Garrett just can get passed around like cigarettes. But it's jail, though. It's not prison. He's 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 in like the local county jail cell. Yeah. Um. So then we to Spencer's kitchen. Uh, Arya, Hannah, and Spencer come inside and ponder where Emily is. They're kind of in tops, like like. Well, let's, uh, well, let's, let's yeah. Let's let's talk about the the outfits here. Mm-hmm. Hannah has a very skimpy pink bikini on and a towel around her waist, uh, bouncing all over the place. I mean, it's really there's no other way to to describe it without just mentioning that like. Those things are bouncing everywhere as she walks in. Fully on display. Like yeah, a lot I, of the scene is about her boobs. 
Yeah, I feel like Ashley Benson was like trying to make a statement in this scene. But also, I feel like you can make the argument that like Hefty Hannah mm-hmm. lost some weight. Yeah, and is proud to show some of it off. Yeah, yeah. Arya, she's got overall shorts on. She's got overall shorts but on. But underneath giant it, boots. Yeah, of course. Underneath it, she appears to be wearing a bikini that's like styled as though like if you're gonna make a bikini for a French maid to wear, like yeah. it's like black with white lace on it. Um, she's like choices, a Arya. like a trendy Oshbagosh like hipster. Yeah, and then Spencer's got on like some short Daisy Duke Daisy Duke shorts and uh, like a kind of checkered like red and black shirt that's like tied at her midriff. Yeah, um, they're all showing a little off here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, so- we're cutting that out of the way. They're concerned <laughs> about Emily because Emily wasn't at the police station. They're like, oh, did she talk? Probably not. And then they try to call Emily and they hear her phone ringing outside and Emily walks right in. Yeah. And she's like, no, I talked to the cops this morning. And Arya is like very quick to be like, it's okay if you did talk. You yeah. yeah, she said that she didn't have her phone on her yesterday because she's probably just wandering around moaning about Maya. But when she got home, the cops are waiting for her. But she stuck to the agreed upon story. Uh, you know, again, she's upset that she got them this mess and she wants to you feel this bad for all herself. my fault. And, and they're just like, drop it. We handled that shit. I mean, I, I love that they're like, they're not like, oh, calm down. They're like, we handled it. <laughs> you can tell at this point in my notes, I'm getting a little annoyed because I just wrote down, shut the fuck up, bitch. This isn't all about you. Yeah. yeah. And that's not about Arya. Yeah, exactly. So therefore, I think Arya is especially disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like, really, like, how many times do we need to tell you, Emily? Like, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it is cool. If you keep running your fucking mouth, it'll stop being cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so something to do with the car. Emily has a little mini flashback, and the top opening, looking she, at the stars. She's telling about how she remembers being in this car. Yeah. And Hannah's like, that's it? Like, that? that's all you got? Yeah. Some bounce, memory. Bounce, you know? Jiggle, jiggle. Yeah, um... Emily says that she read online that people sometimes, you know, they forget the things that they want to forget, but that little things can trigger something. Emily's like, I was reading this really helpful Dianetics website. <laughs> exactly. Um, so she shows them the text and they ponder if it's starting again. Well, because it's not signed by A and Arya's like, is it starting again? You know, oh, Arya, you know exactly what's happening. And Arya's like, it's almost like uh, anxious or hopeful. Mm-hmm. Is it starting again? And, and Hannah's like, no, Mona's A and she's drooling in a nut hospital. And they're like, we don't know that. And Hannah's like, yeah, we do. I've been visiting her. I am <laughs> visiting that wacky bitch. Yeah. And the other three liars are like, what? What? Yeah. Um, Hannah says that she didn't bring it up because she knew the others would think that she's crazy. And Arya's like, she tried to kill you, Hannah, remember? And Hannah's just like, bygones. Uh, but <laughs> Mona's locked up with bars on her windows. You know, it wasn't her that night. And Spencer's like, there's something I need to show you guys. Yeah, something you girls need to know. Mm-hmm. So they go to the Lost Woods Resort. Well, we don't see that yet. What we see is a, oh. like a 3D simulacra on a computer screen of A's layer as though as though you had designed a video game and like built A's layer inside the video game and as we're panning around through this 3D environment where it's like hey there's a where A had the the creepy costume and there's the the hoodies and there's the alley shrine and there's the map on the wall uh, and then yeah. we see that all the liars are in room two at the Lost Woods right now uh, as Spencer is showing them she's apparently created this virtual simulacra uh, of the A layer and that's what she's been doing. She keeps coming back here, try to remember things of how the room looked and then create it virtually. Yeah, exactly. It's impressive. 
And she points out that A had this row of black hoodies ready for A to grab and go. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, yeah, Mona, for Mona to grab and go, you mean, you know? Um, and it's been, it's kind of funny because Hannah's been kind of like walking this weird line this episode with, on one hand, it's like she's, she's still coming to terms with her friend was A. Mm-hmm. The other hand, it's like, like, that's also where she wants it to be. Like, she wants that to be finite. It's over. Mona was A. It's done. Well, the whole Mona thing's so interesting because she's in the nut house right now and she seems so fragile a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just sitting there catatonic. It's, you have to keep reminding yourself that this is like a, a psychopath who tortured them for a year. But I feel like her shadow still looms over the girls. Well, the shadow looms, but I mean, as a viewer, when you see Mona, like, I can't help but kind of feel bad for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's fascinating because it's, it's only when you look at her, though. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's like Arya said, if anybody could pull this shit off, it would be Mona. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Emily's like, well, what, what the hell is this for, Spencer? And the other liars are like, oh, yeah, we have a, 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 a truth to reveal to you now, Emily. A little secret. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know how we told you that the morning after they found my body, we, body, we all came to the A layer to get rid of all the incriminating shit. And Emily's like, yeah. So, and they're like, well, so actually when we got here, the place had already been cleaned out and there's nothing here. Well, so Emily's like, well, maybe the cops got it. And they were like, yeah, there were a lot of things in A's collection that would have got basically Ashley landed in jail. And then Arya's like, yeah, and Ezra. (laughs) (laughs) Very proud of that. Aren't you, Arya? Aria, like Aria, talks about Ezra like the same way the others like talk about their family or their their parents. You know, like mm-hmm. Aria, it's so creepy. Well, um, and they're like, we didn't tell you this, Emily, because you were already such a pill to be around. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so but that shit was all gone that morning, like everything. Yeah. And Spencer, they're like, well, so what? Are, what are we driving at here? And Spencer's like, you know, there's all these things that don't add up. Uh, for instance, yeah. Mona was with Hannah when Emily got that massage from A. Uh, and Mona could never move Ian's body out of the bell tower by herself. Yeah. And Arya is just like very, very nervously asks, like, are you saying that someone is helping her? And Spencer, Spencer it's posits. He's a, the black swan. Yeah. The, the black swan. swan. You know, this black swan character, her costume was here. Uh, there are drawings of the costume here. Why else would that black swan run away from you guys to the masquerade ball? Like this, this is the new theory is the black swan was Mona's helper and perhaps, uh, you know, may still be up to shenanigans. Yeah, so then they hear uh, Spencer's car alarm go off outside, and they run outside. Mm-hmm. It's a great visual. The yeah. SUV, all the doors are completely open, mm-hmm. in, and the, including the back hatch, mm-hmm. and the lights are flashing. Uh, it's daytime, but it's still very spooky, because it's like the car is just like parked in the driveway of this place. It's in the middle of the woods, you know? So they go and investigate the car on, on every surface inside the car on the dash on the seats in the back hatch are are pictures the same picture hundreds of pictures of the four girls there at the cemetery that night yeah pictures of them at that empty grave site with Allie's open grave in front of them what i love is that one of them holding a shovel they come up towards the front they kind of swarm around it they look inside in the the front and the back then they all come around to that back hatch at the same time almost kind of like they're looking in the trunk yeah uh, well, and there's I was a say, remember that. Yeah, yeah, there's a great pan across all the liars. You know, it goes Emily to Arya to Spencer to Hannah, uh, and the the music's really working great here. It's like it's good thriller music. And as the camera pans, all their phones start going off. That that wonderful sound that I love of all the different text tones. Yeah, and 
you know, they kind of look at each other. And it's interesting, they go to pull that back to wide shot from that, like, pan of all their faces. Arya has both her hands behind her back here. And so the liars pull their phones out, but Arya's the last one to pull her phone out from behind her back. It's it's rather strange. Yeah. What are you doing there, Arya? Yeah, so Arya and Spencer then trade off reading the text. The text says, Mona played with dolls. I play with body parts. Game on, bitches. A. Yeah. Uh, it's the same song that was from the pilot playing them out when they got the first a text. Uh, that same song is playing here as we get like a crane shot pulling back from them, you know, it, by this SUV full, full of incriminating photos at the Lost Woods Resort. They're, they're kind of like looking around to see who could be watching them. Hannah's kind of like leaning into Spencer for support. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes them look very like tiny and helpless and small. Um, amazingly effective like dare i say it again repilot yeah we we got a lot of good stuff to work with here we've got obviously the the ongoing alley mystery mona's in the nut house but she's up to something obviously Mm -hmm. uh there's a new a there's the mystery of who killed maya there's possibly the other mystery of like who's texting emily maybe that's not a but somebody else Mm -hmm. uh garrett and his whole business he claims to know things yeah a lot a lot of fun stuff set up here yeah, I mean, Jenna is potentially still out there. Melissa. Toby's uh, a teen contractor pooping in a bag. Pooping <laughs> in a bag, living above all those poor people in the brew. Well, do you um, think Do you think Spencer lets him over to just use the toilet? Or is she just like, you can shower here, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, only, only Spencer poops on this porcelain throne. Mm-hmm. So like maybe like Toby's like pooping in the shower, like hoping it'll dissolve in the drain. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's like taking a long shower in there. Is everything okay? <laughs> He's throwing the bag out the window. Of course, the uh, I want to say I want to remember the uh, the bit from Dumb and Dumber where like, he takes the shit and then finds that the toilet's broken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're gonna be thinking about all season. Is uh, if that plumbing's really broken, what's Toby doing for a toilet? exactly is he like well you know he's drinking a lot of coffee because he's right above the coffee shop is he like is he getting the to-go cups taking them up to his apartment like peeing in the cups then and like taking the cups downstairs to throw away like it's nothing Mm -hmm. and then like the lady like the angie is like oh we recycle those or whatever and toby's like uh (laughs) (laughs) never mind he has to take a sip of it for some reason yeah (laughs) does this incredible grimace yeah Mm -hmm. um but it's good to be back i when I was first like casually watching this, you know, years ago when it was first on, I guess I just kind of, I don't know, like for parts of the episode, like I missed episodes here and there and I kind of kept it like maybe as background noise at times. But like even I remember when I was only kind of barely watching it, when I saw this episode, I was like, something's changed. This show, like it, it felt like it came back a lot stronger. Well, yeah, it leveled up in the- a tight episode. Leveled up in the sexy. It's laying out a lot of new mysteries. Kind of moving some some pieces around. I guess you could say in parts of season one, they were still figuring out what the show yeah, was. Yeah. Even maybe a little bit at the start of season two. This to me was a very confident opening to the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. That was it happened that night. That night. Next week's episode is called Blood is the New Black. That sounds not fun. fucking around at all. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, it, it happened one night, by the way, is a 1934 Clark Gable film. But not with parentheses around that night. Yeah. Uh, it's a film that Arya sees with Ella and Ezra in S22. 
<laughs> yeah, so we're Somebody definitely stolen forward. Allison's body. Yeah. <laughs> this new A is fucked up. Yeah, Mona played with doll- dolls, uh, but this new A plays with body parts. Yeah, they definitely leveled up. <laughs> we never, like, we, never, we talk about offline too, but like, so obviously the idea, and I think the show's producers did confirm this, that Mona did not give Emily that massage. Well, she couldn't Mona, have. She, she was could, with Hannah. Mona did not, like, push Ian, you know, from the bell tower. Uh, no question of confirmation on whether or not Mona actually killed Mrs. Potter. Yeah, that's, I really want to know. What, what happened to Mrs. Potter? Was, was Mona just really lucky? Yeah. Was she like, eh, she was old, she was gonna die anyway, you know? Was it one of those things where, like, she, she broke into this old woman's house, maybe to kill her, and then the woman just, like, had a heart attack in yeah. front of her, and Mona's well, like, I mean, that's a freebie. They, they mentioned, like, Mona tried to kill you, Hannah. They're not like, Mona did kill this old lady, seemingly. Exactly. <laughs> Hannah's just like, eh, you come at my mom, that's what you get, you know? <laughs> It we had to be done. Yeah. Hannah's yeah, like, actually, I killed her. <laughs> Victimless crime. Mm-hmm. She was old and mean. She took all the uh, butterscotch, so obviously she deserved to die. Yeah. At least she's not pooping in a bag. This Mona. Yeah. Yeah, she's no teen contractor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh. All right. I like how in the wiki, one of the notes for this episode is that this is the debut of Hannah and Arya's shorter haircuts. Indeed. Indeed it is. Alright, well, we'll be back to next time to talk about Blood is a New Black. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.